The following podcast contains explicit language. Oh my god. What just happened? Crackers just threw up on my feet. Okay, that doesn't happen when we work in an office. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner of 19 years, Liz. That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. This week, we're going to talk work wives with Kristen Meinzer and Jalenta Greenberg of the hugely popular By the Book podcast. We'll also have a take two on saving money. So many of you had great budgeting ideas. And this week's Hollywood hack will make your life easier. But first, an update. All right, Sarah, before we get into our treadmill desk today, we mm-hmm. wanted to announce that we're going to have a small Q&A cocktail party. Yes, at your house. At my house, yes. It's going to be August 8th at 8 o'clock. You and I um, have been getting a lot of emails from people wanting us to have another writer's retreat, and we can't do that right now. Um, Just have too much going on. But one of the best parts of the retreat was our big question and answer session um, where people could ask anything about the business that they want. And there was a lot of great information that came out of it. So we thought, let's do it. And anyone can see my backyard, which I talk about all the time. It's beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So it's going to be $100. Probably we'll have to limit it to 25 people. Uh And if you're interested in coming, there will be booze, of course. And snacks. And snacks. And um, you can just email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com if you'd like to get a ticket, and we will write back to you about how to get your ticket. And then um, assuming we have more people than we can take, we'll start a list as we did for the retreat. I'm so excited about this. I'm so excited. I'm excited to host. I know. You can have a thing I'm at your house. I'm very excited to host. So yeah, and this that was, is big for me. This yes. is this is going to be fun. You got this, Liz. Okay. So we'll keep you up to date on that. But again, email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com if you want to get a ticket. It's $100. Okay, let's dive into From the Treadmill Desks of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it is work wives. Yes, we are definitely each other's work wife, Sarah. (laughs) Um, To me, that means, yes, we work together and we're partners, but it's more than that. Yes. Our relationship really does resemble marriage in a lot of ways. I will take your word on that. Yes. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) And we're fascinated by people who have a work spouse, especially women. So today we're talking to the fabulous host of one of our favorite podcasts, By the Book, about the good, the bad, and the ugly of having a work wife or a work husband. Yes, it's going to be like a group therapy session. (laughs) Kristen Meinzer is an award-winning host, producer, and former director of nonfiction programming for Slate's sister company, Panoply. Her hosting credits include Stitcher's By the Book, CNN's Lisa, Sandra, and Kristen Go to the Movies, and Panoply's When Megan Met Harry. Among her other producing credits, Kristen's also the former producer of the podcast I co-host with my sister, Happier with Gretchen Rubin. She's also the author of the upcoming So You Want to Start a Podcast, which Publishers Weekly called Invaluable. 
Angelenta Greenberg is a comedian, podcaster, and pop culture commentator. As a performer, her stand-up and storytelling have been featured all over New York City. She's also won a Moth Story Slam and held a comedic residency at Pete's Candy Store in Brooklyn from 2014 to 2016. As a pop culture commentator, she's featured on NPR and the BBC. Her podcasting credits include hosting Stitchers by the Book, story editing for Kevin Allison's Risk, and producing for Freakonomics. Together, they co-host the wildly popular podcast By the Book, in which they live by the rules of a different self-help book each episode to figure out which ones might actually be life-changing. They're also the co-hosts of Stitcher's forthcoming We Love You and So Can You, which debuts in August. Jalenta and Kristen, welcome. Welcome. Hey, we're so excited to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm so excited. I this know. This is so fun. We're doing a bi-coastal work wives episode. I know. It's yes. great. We were, <laughs> we're saying it's going like to be like a therapy wives. session. It's like, it's like we're like <laughs> holding hands across the nation. Yeah. With audio. <laughs> uh, well, the first thing I want to know, what is your definition of work wife? So to me, um, a work wife is somebody who you're in partnership with. And at least in my case, I see it as someone I'm in partnership for minimum a third of my time on um, major projects together. Not somebody who it's just like from time to time or once a week, but on a regular basis and where we have to be in regular contact and where we support each other, where we try to make each other sound good, we mm -hmm. have each other's backs, where once in a while there are going to be misunderstandings <laughs> and we'll have communication issues and we'll have to come up with systems to stay on top of those because it's important for our long-term goals to help each other and to stay on top of those things. It's not like if you're just pissed off at a coworker and things go badly, you don't have to, for the you know foreseeable future, maintain that relationship in the same way you do with a work wife is how I see it. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because in my marriage to Adam and my marriage to Sarah, we fight less than we used to because there's just no point. It's like, you know, <laughs> yes, you have to resolve yes. it eventually. So it's just like, oh, why even bother fighting? Let's just move beyond <laughs> yeah, to the just... part where we're past it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. I feel like, yeah, for me, I feel like, yeah, definitely like the, the partnership is a huge aspect where it's like there are people you connect with at work and there are people you are like, building a portion of your life with. Mm -hmm. I haven't done, like, the percentage breakdown the way you have, Kristen. Uh, <laughs> it's just more of a feeling for me. But yeah, it's both those things, yeah. But if it were only 10% of our time, I wouldn't count it as a work wife thing. True, what I true, mean. yeah. It's like a substantial portion of my output. Output is, like, tied to you. Yes, likewise. Yeah, it's like the road of life you're on has to be basically the same road. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And like we also have each other's other interests at heart, which I mm -hmm. think is very different mm. from other coworkers I've had. Like, absolutely. Like we know each other's sort of goals and career trajectories. And like they're pretty different, even though we're tied together. But like I'm a comedian. Kristen is more of like a podcast host, expert, consultant, genius. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so we know, you know, we have different specialties. And like sometimes, you know, Kristen's going to prioritize. Uh, publicizing her book today instead of working with me today. But I know in the end it's beneficial because, like, everything that's good for her career is is good for me in my life and vice versa. Right. Here's what I want to know. When you decided to start by the book, did you have any idea of how married you would end up being? No. No, not no. at all. <laughs> what about you guys? Like, when you started 
writing together? Did you go like, oh, this is forever? No, no. clue. No yeah. clue. We had no idea what we were getting into. Yeah. Um, but we always say, and I want to get your answer to this, we feel like our partnership works because we, well, one, we really trust each other. We're friends from high school. And then two, we have the same level of ambition. And so it always just makes sense for us to keep moving forward together. So I'd love to hear mm. how you guys came together and then why you think it works. I feel like we came together. We came together at work. We yes. became friends mm. at a workplace. Like and six so, years ago? Yeah, or? I don't even, I'm trying to think. I think I started there in 20, yeah, 20, like 11, 2012. Yeah. yeah. And so I feel like in knowing her through work, I almost cheated because, you know, it's not like she was a friend outside of work mm -hmm. first. And I know how she works. I know we both love structure <laughs> and then sort of messing around with it after the fact. And, like, we have similar interests and aesthetics. So I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I cheated. <laughs> I also feel that we're very driven with the same social good in mind. Right. I would mm. say, like, our ambitions look very different on paper. But our, like, sort of mission statement is very similar. Yeah. And, I mean, that's one reason why we decided to start a spinoff show of By the Book, our uh -huh. upcoming show, We Love You and So Can You, because Jolenta and I only represent a very small percentage of experiences that a person right. can have in the world. There are also people in their 20s in the world. There are also people in their 50s. There are also people who are Black and Latina and Middle Eastern and men and non-binary and... So with We Love You and So Can You, we wanted to help other people through predicaments that they're having in life, um, using some of what we've learned on By the Book, but mostly letting them help themselves. But one reason we really wanted to do that was to make sure that we're helping to lift up other voices and not just yeah. our own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, tell us what—that's your podcast that's debuting in August, uh, mm -hmm. if I'm right. Tell us about it. Um, I mean, I feel like we tackle a lot of, like, very universal issues that people struggle mm -hmm. with in, like, nice, very specific ways, you know, with one human being. And, you know, basically our goal is just, you know, when you meet someone, you don't see all the bad things. You see all the very cool things about them. And we're trying to to help other people sort of explore themselves, explore their stories, and remember, like, they're super amazing and lovable like, <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah. And we like to call it a makeover show for your heart because, as Jolenta was just getting at, everybody else can see the amazing person that you are. And sometimes you just need a little help seeing it for yourself. So that's what Jolenta and I want to do is help people get back to the point where they're like, oh, I'm fantastic and I can handle this thing. I'm lovable. And, and Jolenta and Kristen believe in me and I can believe in myself. That sounds amazing. And I have to say, back to the work wife subject, I think one of the great mm -hmm. benefits of having a work wife is that you have someone there to remind you of all the great things about yourself when you are not feeling great. Like yeah. the, the, the sort of weaker and more insecure you feel, the nicer it is to have a person to, to lift you up. So um, I find that to be very helpful. That's so true. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, Jolenta and I have seen each other through some rough stuff mm -hmm. and in our personal lives, in our professional lives, transitions with our show over the yeah. ownership of our show. Mm. Um, Just getting a bad review. Yeah. That <laughs> makes me like spin we have no out idea of control. About that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys, you guys wouldn't understand. You guys don't know what that feels yeah. like. You no. don't know. Professional disappointments never happen. <laughs> well, and my question is um, so you both have actual spouses. 
Does your work relationship ever cause conflict with your husbands? No. no. I feel like if anything, they help me. Like they and they help each other. I don't know. For me personally, and I don't think Kristen is in the same boat, but my husband Brad is very similar in personality to Kristen. Mm. So sometimes if I'm like, why is Kristen doing this? He'll be like, duh, because she sees it this way. Like, that's exactly what I do. And I'd be like, oh, right. Or, you know, things I'll learn about dealing with him or communicating with him. I can be like, oh, I bet this will work for Kristen because she also responds, like, positively to this kind of communication. So I feel like they've sort of helped each other. Also, I think it's interesting that in some ways our husbands are kind of the same man. Um, <laughs> similar, except mine has no hair on the top of his head. But. Like, just uh, last week we went out for drinks and we met up and— not exaggerating, Dean and Brad were wearing identical outfits. Oh, it was disturbing. It was like they called each other ahead of time and, like, planned out a secret twin outfit. Yes. Yeah. And this happens every single time we go out together. The guys are always dressed exactly the same. It does not matter what time of year, uh, whether it's casual, whether it's something more dressy, they're always wearing the mm-hmm. same outfit. That is adorable, I have to say. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's pretty cute. What about you guys? Do you Do you feel like... Uh, like having more than one main partnership in your life like gets in the way? Uh, well, I, Sarah's not married, so we only have to deal with one spouse. Um, mm. it, it, it's not like we have, co- I don't have conflict with Adam about it, but it definitely is a bit odd to sort of say, well, I'm keeping Sarah's vacation plans in mind when we make vacation <laughs> plans. You know what I mean? So yes. it's definitely a presence that wouldn't be there otherwise. Oh, yeah. Like, Kristen's upcoming trip to New Zealand is in my husband and I's, like, joint calendar. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think it keeps me from totally dumping everything onto him because I dump so much onto Sarah that he doesn't probably yeah. have to hear me vent as much as I would if I didn't have Sarah to absorb so much. Oh, totally. Yeah. I feel like if my husband were here, he'd be like, I love Kristen because she takes like half of the bullshit I have to listen (laughs) to all day off my plate. Yeah. Adam loves me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Grateful. You do a lot of work for him. But there's this one other thing I really love about um, my relationship with Joe Lenta that we haven't even touched on yet. And I just do really well when someone's counting on me with hitting deadlines, with checking in on things. If something's on my calendar, I'll immediately check, is this still on your calendar, Jolenta? Um, Because I don't ever want to let Jolenta down. And um, I sometimes wonder, am I more worried about letting Jolenta down than my husband? Oh, I'm sure I'm more worried about letting you down than my husband. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yes. Because like, my husband's legally bound to me. I was going to say, me. like, <laughs> we've got a prenup to sift through all sorts of garbage. Like, it would be way harder for him to leave me, and I, like, care more if you leave me. Like, <laughs> I care equally, I think. Yeah, but no, I mean, it's one of those things where I'm sure, Jolenta, I, I know for a fact it drives you nuts sometimes where I'm like, I'm afraid I'm letting you down, so I'm checking in, like, is this okay? Is this okay? And you might feel like I'm checking in on you when what I'm really trying to do is make sure my I's are dotted and my mm. T's are crossed. No, so but, like, and for screwed. the most yeah. part, I understand. Like, and I just think, yeah, once you just get a handle on how someone works, you learn how to do it. You know what's so interesting to me and just listening to you guys talk? I feel like you're the newly married couple mm. and Liz and I <laughs> are <laughs> Will you two We've been married, married for like 20 like, years almost. Yeah. I've, we've at least made it like to our first big fighting on to couples counseling. <laughs> How many years have we been together, Jolenta? Three now? 
Yeah. I think we've been working together three. for three years. Uh-huh. But, but That's true. You guys win. But, we were just yes. figuring it out then, I yes. would say. Yes. But Sarah and Liz, you guys have been together roughly three times longer than I've been with any man I've dated. Oh, for sure. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It is a long-standing relationship. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I captioned something on Instagram the other day, like, my writing partner for life. And I was like, well, is that true? Is this really my writing partner for I know, life? I saw that. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we always feel, and I'm sure you guys agree, we just feel that we're stronger together. And so... It just makes sense to keep going forward together. And like you, we accomplish, I think, way more together than either of us would on our own. Oh, yeah. Just based on the nature of our um, personalities. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we sort of fill in each other's gaps, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I want to ask you guys, I think so many people would like to have a work wife or a work husband. Um, what should someone, do you have advice for how you could get one or do you think it's just something that has to happen? Well, Oof. I've had three work wives now. Jolenta's one of my, well, um, the other two are actually work husbands. Um, yeah. Rafer, who I hosted a show with for six years, Movie Date. And then James Barr, I hosted a show called When Megan Met Harry with. I hosted with him for six months. And um, Liz, you know, you were a guest yes. on that show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. But um, uh, one thing I've found is really great is if you can, as Jolent and I did, have some experience working together first. Mm-hmm. Rafer and I also had experience working together first. That way you can know you know what, is this person's work style going to drive me nuts? Are we going to be able to complement each other? Are we going to be so much alike that we'll accidentally just end up doing nothing? Mm. Um, And I think with Jolent and I, what's worked really well is our work styles are not the same. They're actually different, but I think we complement each other. And if our work styles were identical, I don't know. I don't know if we would accomplish as much creativity or innovation if we were the same. Um, So one thing I was going to say is, Find somebody who you already like working with. Um, And then if not in your workplace, I actually talk about this, by the way, in my new book. So you want to start a podcast, How to Find a Work Wife? Just shameless plugs. (laughs) Um, But another thing is if you're in a writing class together, for example, and you find that this is somebody you gel with well in your writing class or in a podcasting Mm -hmm. class or in something else that you're doing together. you run into. Like, I I didn't initiate this. I'm very grateful to my friend Chris. He did. But I sort of have a, because I'm a comedian, I sort of have, like, two comedy wives that Mm. I, like, because, you know, our jobs are so unstructured and, like, nebulous. Like, you could never leave the house and call yourself a comedian which is what I predominantly do. <laughs> um, but um, we kept running into each other at open mics for storytelling and sort of talking about how we wanted to do comedy more than storytelling. And he eventually just like friended us on Facebook, got our email addresses and was like, hey, let's meet up. Let's go see comedy together. And like through doing that, we ended up running a show together for years. And we're just always on a text chain, like, being like, is this funny? Or, like, should I do this so-and-so show? And, and yeah, but we just sort of kept running into each other, kept liking each other's aesthetic. And then one of us, like, straight up initiated it. It's like, how do you make friends as an adult? I feel like it's a similar yeah. issue of, like, you might just need to, like, ask them out. Yeah. yeah. And what my I, advice is don't just choose a friend. Don't yes. No. Choose someone friend. whose work you admire yes. and like you feel like complements yours or or makes sense with your aesthetic. Like, like it's okay to to like look at the person's work. That's yeah. so and I think important. It's also, I just yeah, want to reiterate also, that. Don't just choose a friend. 
Yes. Yeah. Don't just choose a friend, even though that's what you two did. It's a recipe uh, for yeah, disaster. You guys but got we away were, with something sneaky. You were so lucky. <laughs> well, we've always been very intellectually compatible. Yeah. We knew each other's strengths, not just mm-hmm. like, oh, we get along, but we had, you know, a very similar work ethic, work sensibility, you know, that was lucky. But it, in retrospect, it's just like, if it's just a friend, you're going to be screwed. And the other thing I would say is make sure that that person has good values or values that match yours because yeah. you are putting mm. your future in someone else's hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If yes. someone just decides, hey, fuck this, I'm over it, well, you're kind of back to zero or at least yeah, near yeah. zero. Um, and so you really want to, like, have somebody whose values align with yours, who you think will act with integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, one last thing. I also think it's okay to not get married right away. Mm, you can yes. date around a little bit. Yeah. You can try working with this person for a while, see how it goes, and then, you know, try working with somebody else for a while. You don't have to marry the first person you date. And you can be, like, a little polyamorous. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, I do have my other work wife, which is my sister, which that's just right, exactly. weird. Yes, of yes. course. See, Liz is polyamorous. Yes. Not creepy at all. Well, not creepy at all. <laughs> um, okay, well, before we let you go, Kristen, we have to ask you about your book that is coming out. So you want to start a podcast. You are the podcasting maven. Tell us what it is. She's behind and I, them all secretly. Um, well, yeah, we want to hear about it. Well, I already mentioned it a little bit um, in when I was talking about the tips for finding a good work wife. And there are lots and lots and lots of other tips in there. And over the years, a lot of people, because of all of my experience, ask kind of the same 12 questions mm-hmm. over and over again about how to start a podcast. How do I find a co-host? Uh, how do I find an audience? That's the number one thing people seem to ask Can me. Can I monetize yes, it? How all you, of that. Yeah. All of that. And I just thought, why not take everything that I've learned over the years and just put it all in one place in a very supportive package where I'm cheering for you. It's not me being, frankly, a, a douche bro who's into uh, <laughs> computer equipment because there are plenty of no, dudes out true. there like that. There's so many this guys out there. This isn't like one of those articles on the web of like buy these seven like five hundred dollar microphones. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like an actual good book. Joel Lent, <laughs> yeah. you're the sweetest. Joel Lent has obviously already read it. It's <laughs> super comprehensive. My husband works in audio, and I was like reading him stats from the book and like tips, and he's like, "Oh, this is a great idea." Like it's. A very good book. And it's, like, very funny and sweet because Kristen wrote it. You guys, it's been so fun talking with you. We love Buy the Book. We cannot wait for We Love You and So Can You, which launches in August. Well, Mm. we love you guys. We love you guys. We love Happier in Hollywood. And if you ever want to be in a thruple, no, what's the word for four people in a couple who are married? A a, a quadruple? A quad, a square? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Something something to aim for. <laughs> yeah. If you guys ever want to just like make a love square. Yes. <laughs> a love square. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh, Thank you. Bye. 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 Thanks, Bye. women. Late women. Humans. Women. <laughs> Do you have a work wife or a work husband? Tell us how a work spouse makes a difference in your life. Send us an email or a voice memo. We love to hear your voices to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Coming up, we revisit our conversation about saving money. But first, this break. 
Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, it's time for take two in which we revisit a subject from a previous episode, and this week it's saving money. In episode 112, we talked about how we're trying to spend less during this period when we don't know what our next job is, and it turns out many of you are trying to spend less as well. Yes, and you have some brilliant ideas for how to do that, and they've just been pouring in. Yes, so we thought let's share some so that we can all save more. Yes. Uh, Sarah, Andy in our Facebook group had a great idea. One of her 19 for 19 was to have a no-spend week. So we've talked about having a no-spend month, Mm -hmm. but starting with a week is a really great idea because I know for me that feels way more manageable than a month. Absolutely. A month definitely has that sense of like, oh, God, I can't possibly. But a week, anybody can do a week. Yeah, and if you do like a week a month, say, then suddenly you're going to add up a lot of weeks of no spending. Mm -hmm. Jennifer had some ideas. Um, She said she was able to get control of her spending and pay off $16,000 in credit card debt. Um, And her two tips, she added, were using the local library, which is a good source of books, e-books, audiobooks, and e-magazines. So it's not just checking out books. You can actually get your magazines from the library. And then she also said getting a rewards credit card that is a good fit for you is something that worked for her. She said she uses them like debit cards. She says she has four cards she primarily uses, Delta Amex, Nordstrom Visa, City Double Cash, and Target. And she uses the Delta one as much as possible so she can travel um, off of those points. And then she likes shopping at Nordstrom's, and she uses those points at Costco with the added bonus of the Trunk Club styling fee waiver. And Double Cash is her backup card, and the Target debit card gives her a 5% discount. Yeah, so it's a lot to take in and process, all these different cards and what they do, but it really is worth thinking about it. I mean, I know for me, I have been trying to buy when I do buy clothes, to buy them at Bloomingdale's because that's where I really am invested in my loyalist program. Yes, me too. <laughs> and I do get a lot of cash, um, you know, to use in the store buying there. So I yeah. always try to limit my buying to Bloomingdale's. Yes, and I do Nordstrom when I'm shopping online mm. because that's where I have the good, like, online points. I don't know why, but. Yeah, so it's worth taking the time to really figure that out because you can save a lot of money. Yeah. 
Now, Mickey had an idea about saving on um, food. She said, use the Pepper Plate app to plan your meals for the week. You can load recipes and create shopping lists based on those recipes. When you go to the store, rather than buying random items that you end up throwing away, you only buy the food you need for this week's meals. This is for people who are better cooks than us. Yes. I would not be doing this, but I think for a lot of people, the idea that the recipe tells you what to buy is so helpful. Yes. Uh, And then Janae uses the Every Dollar app. She says the Every Dollar app is a fun and easy way to assign every dollar a job. It's free and takes about 10 minutes to set up a monthly budget. And then, Sarah, we heard from Lisa, who had, like, seven different ideas on how to save money. She was very committed. Um, So I'll just go through some of them quickly. Um, One was to find someone to sit down and go over your finances with you. Because it sort of makes you accountable. If you're actually talking to someone, you can't skip as much as you can if you're just doing it with yourself. Then she also, like many people, suggested using tracking software, and the one she uses is Quicken, but she says there's many um, free options, including Mint. She also uses iConsumer.com for money back and discounts on online purchases. So, again, that goes to sort of making your dollars go further. She also cuts coupons and uses them, which is, which you is know, the old key. school. A lot of people cut coupons and then they just like sit on the counter. Yes. She actually uses the coupons. Yes. And this is like my grandmothers were like coupon wizards. They would go to all these different grocery stores to use the right coupon at the right grocery store. And, you know, it's a good way to save. Yes. And then she sells items that she doesn't need. She said there are great Facebook local garage sale pages, apps like Let Go or OfferUp, obviously eBay, Amazon, Etsy. She says you would be amazed at what folks buy. Another thing she suggested, use fabric napkins instead of paper and rags instead of paper towels. She said you can buy them at estate or rummage sales for almost nothing and then wash them with your towels. That is such a small item, but it's also better for the environment. So much better. And then she also said shop resale, which we have talked about. And I think that's huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can get stuff for 80% off if you shop the Real Real or all these very many websites where you can buy used items. And then actually just this morning, we got an email from Katie who was talking about shopping your closet. Yes, we discussed shop the closet. Yeah. And she says that she follows a lot of fashion influencers on Instagram, Pinterest, etc., She said, their goal is to introduce and sell you new items, but I try to focus on looking for outfits with similar pieces to what I already own. I save outfits I like, and then when I need a good outfit inspiration, I have a lot of images of cute outfits to choose from designed around clothes I have in my closet. No shopping required. Wow. Well, I don't know if I have that kind of planning ability, but I know so many of these things require planning. I like things that just, I just don't spend. I just don't spend. Anything that requires planning is a high bar for me. Sarah, there are so many great ideas. I think everyone agrees that direct deposit and automatic savings are key. Um, People agree that keeping track of exactly what you're spending money on makes a huge difference. Of course, Gretchen, my co-host of Happier with Gretchen Rubin, is a big believer in monitoring, and that's a monitoring thing. Yeah. And then also selling stuff you don't want. You know, it's something that might seem like a bit of a hassle, but it's a way to both declutter and make money. I should do more of that. Instead of just 
I mean, I'm a big fan of my buy nothing group, but yes, it would also, I would have more money if I would sell things than yes. I'm getting rid of. Yes. Thank you so much, everyone, for these ideas. Let's all go spend less and save more. And speaking of money, coming up, we've got a wallet hack. But first, this break. Okay, it's time for this week's Hollywood hack. And this one came straight from you, Sarah. You had to explain (laughs) it to me like I was five years old because I didn't understand it. Um, But I love it now. It's amazing. This is Apple Wallet is our Hollywood hack this week. You have it on your iPhone. The question is just, do you use it or not? And I don't know if there's a similar one on Android phones or not, but for those of us, I'm sure there is. For those of us who have iPhones, Apple Wallet. Okay, so it's just an app and it looks like a wallet. Um, And in my, I'll just tell you what I have in my Apple Wallet. And you can probably put other stuff in here, but I have a couple credit cards, So you can pay just using that. You can pay with using your Apple Wallet. I have airline tickets, um, like boarding passes, sorry, for for Delta and Alaska Airlines. I have tickets to go to the iPick movie theater. I have Ticketmaster tickets. I have a Starbucks card because, you know, I like my Starbucks. Um, And I'm sure there's more that you could put in here. But it's just a way to consolidate all of these things that would be either paper you have to print or cards you have to carry. So it's things that used to be in an actual wallet. Now they're just in your Apple wallet. Yeah, in a virtual wallet. I love this idea because I always have a heart-stopping moment when I don't know if I'm going (laughs) to find tickets to something. Right. You know, like Adam and I are going to see Steve Martin and Martin Short show. Uh-huh. And I was like, where, where's my ticket? I need to print the ticket. And I was, you know, did I flag that email? Yeah. And if I had just put it in my Apple wallet, I would have just opened the wallet and seen it right there. Exactly. My question is, how do you get things into the wallet? It's very simple. Usually when you, like, I love it for boarding passes because I have that feeling when yes. I'm, like, running through an air. What pocket did I put it in? Is it in my backpack? Is it in my jeans? Is it, you know? So I know it's in my Apple wallet. You just, you know, they send you the email to get your boarding passes. You can open them in your email. Usually there's a little thing right there that says add to Apple wallet oh, okay. with the little icon of the Apple wallet. Then you just tap it. And it shows up in Apple Wallet. You tap add, and then it's there. Oh, great. It's so amazing. So, um, And you will never lose a boarding pass, and you don't have to stress, or a ticket to a show. Now we don't even need wallets. Isn't it wonderful? It's great. We have a bandolier. We have an Apple Wallet. We're good to go. <laughs> if only I could do virtual insulin, I wouldn't need to oh, carry anything. <laughs> I love it, too. I use it all the time. Right? What do you use it for? What are your favorite things? All uh, event tickets, but but especially airline boarding passes are yep. the best. Yep. And Apple Pay shows up in there, too. Yep. See? It's a thing. And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you to our guests, Kristen Meinzer and Jolenta Greenberg. Listen to their podcast, Buy the Book. You will love it. And for anyone interested in creating your own podcast, Kristen's new book, So You Want to Start a Podcast, is a must-read. Thank you to our executive producer, the amazing Chuck Reed, and everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thank you to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. 
Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and the new podcast from Whole30's Melissa Urban, Do the Thing. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Fain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Um, I know what's going to happen. The two of you are just going to talk Real Housewives the whole time. I know. I know. I'm afraid what will happen. Like we'll make a black hole or something (laughs) if we we ever meet in person. I find (laughs) it oddly entertaining to listen to, even though I don't understand it. See, we need a (laughs) spinoff podcast about the Real Housewives where I just tell you about it, (laughs) and I go, "Um, okay. (laughs) From the Onward Project.